Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Church Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people take their next step to move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at northridgechristian.com. We pray that your life is transformed through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wears. On uh, Wednesday night, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to have a night of prayer. And, and uh, this is a, we've done this before, and we're just going to gather. We're asking God for 200 people to come together that night and pray. Uh, there's going to be a chance for the elders to anoint you with oil and pray over you for healing if you need that. We do that because God's Word says to do it. There's going to be all sorts of different prayer stations around this room. There's going to be the cross in the middle where you can kneel and take communion. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a powerful night. When we have done this... We have literally seen the Spirit of God come down and bless us. We're in the 21 days of prayer, and this is part of it. I'm going to tell you one thing we're going to pray for on, on, Sunday, on Wednesday night. We're going to pray for our nation. Uh, somebody had the guts to ask me this week, what did I think about what was going on in Charlottesville and, and what was going on in our nation? I said, well, if you don't know already, it is straight from the pit of hell. You can smell the smoke. And, and you know, we know what Satan wants to do. He wants to divide and conquer. He wants to still kill and destroy. And they said, well, what, what are we going to do? We're going to continue to be the church. We're going to continue to be the church that breaks down the barriers. It doesn't matter in this church what color your skin is. It doesn't matter in this church what nationality. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Because my God loves everybody, and we're going to love everybody like it's never been done before. So in case you were wondering, now you know, okay? Group link. Now, I just told you that's where we intentionally, that's where we intentionally choose friends that will help us move closer to Christ. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I told you that the opposite of, of intentional was accidental, okay? And when something is an accident, it usually doesn't turn out well, does it? And we have watched our friendships sometimes, we drift into them, and accidentally we get hooked up with people that are moving us farther away from Jesus instead of closer to him. If you're a parent, I know you've fretted over this. You've watched your young people. You've watched your teenagers maybe align themselves with some people that you know don't have good character and will pull them away. I will tell you that's one of the scariest things that you will see as a parent, and you've got to figure out a way to help them understand that. I, I, would, I would venture to say that every single one of us in this room could trace back some of our successes or some of our failures to people that we aligned ourselves with, to, to friends that, that were there. When I was a, a, a college pastor at the Florida State University, th this is what my first lesson was every, every year. It came from Daniel, and, and it was this, you need to find friends because the best choice that you'll make when you enter college is the people that you will hang out with. They will either bring you uh, a success in college or they will bring you down. I watched people that had great potential be brought down because they, they, they connected themselves with the wrong type of people. 
I just finished reading Tim Tebow's book, or I've got about a chapter left, I guess. And in and, and Tim Tebow's book, it, it's, it's a pretty incredible thing that, that you'll see there. He, he talks about all of his success and, and, and some of the things that have happened to him that, that weren't success. But you know what? When I read that book, he stayed strong throughout his life. His faith has always been out there. And one of the things that he talks about in that book is his inner circle. He calls it his circle of trust. Those friends that are there with him. And I will tell you, that's why that man today is standing strong on Jesus, because he surrounded himself. He surrounded himself with the right type of people. That's, that's so important. And the adjustment that we're talking about today is our friends. And I think Tim Tebow has listened to some godly counsel, and he has chosen his friends well, and they've allowed him to excel and stand for Jesus. So we're going to look at some godly counsel today. We're going to be primarily in 2 Timothy, so you can go ahead and get there if you want to on your device or, or in your phone, and, 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 and on your device or in your Bible. And what we're going to see today, and this is my sermon in a sentence, one, one, simple, one simple sentence is, choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. If you will remember this today, you'll remember the sermon, you'll remember what I said. So choose your friends wisely. Can you say that with me? Choose your friends wisely. Now, what I mean by that is that when we begin to align ourselves with somebody, we look at their character and we look at their integrity and we try to figure out where they're heading in their life and we want to decide whether or not we want to align ourselves with them. Now, God's word has a lot to say about that. The, the, the first one that I want you to see is from Proverbs, the 13th chapter and verse 20. He says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffer harm. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Can I tell you what that's saying? If you're walking with wise people, you're going to get wiser. But you know what he doesn't say there? Because we already know this. If you walk with fools, you're going to become a fool. But he takes it one step further. He says, if you walk with fools, there's going to be harm that comes to you. So you've got to make up your mind that I'm going to be with the wise people. I want the wisdom to to rub off on me. I don't want to be with the fools because I'm not only going to become foolish, there's going to be harm that comes to my life. Pretty simple. He's saying you've got to choose your friends wisely. You want to examine them to know where they're going. And then then Paul says something a little bit stronger in in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33. He says, do not be misled, okay? We can be misled. We can think we can hang around with people that have poor character and it won't affect us. But this is what it says. Bad company corrupts good character. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, I got to tell you, I can remember this like it was yesterday. I was teaching my youth group on a Wednesday night, and I was actually teaching that verse. And I said, now, don't be misled. And some of you all in here are going to think that you can hang out with any type of person and it won't affect you. But this is what the truth is. Bad company corrupts good character. One of the young men raised his hand. He said, I I don't believe that. I can hang out with whoever I want, and it's not going to affect me. I'm that strong. I said, man, you're headed for a fall. It was a... Uh, Friday night, I go to bed. On, on Saturday morning, I get up. I'm walking to the kitchen, and out of my corner of my eye, I see a car in, 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 in my driveway. And it's not my car. I don't know whose car it is. So I open the front door, and I walk out there, and this same young man was sitting on my doorstep. And this is what he told me. He said, last night, I went to a party. I got drunk. He's only 17 years old. That shouldn't have been happening. Then he said, I backed my car into a ditch. And, and you know what? What you taught us on Wednesday night was true. Okay? 
You see, because bad company corrupts good morals. So we have to choose wisely. Second truth I want you to learn as we we look at this is that we must constantly monitor how people affect us spiritually. We must constantly monitor how people affect us spiritually. That, that, that's just the way it is. Craig talked about two types of people last night. He said, or last week, he said, there are those people that are fountains, they bring life, and there are those people that are drains, they suck life out of you, okay? He said that well, and, and so that's it, isn't it? There are those type of people that when we get around them, they actually suck the life out of us, and there are those that come to us and they bring life to us. So we have to monitor who those people are. And so we've got to constantly be asking the question, is that person a drain or is that person a fountain? Is that person helping me move closer to Jesus or is that person making me move farther apart? Is that person building me up or is he tearing me down? See, because friends have that power. They can suck the life out of us or they can add life to us. So we have to monitor that, that very carefully. Now, now, let me tell you what was going on. I, I was doing ministry, and it, this was a lot of years ago, and it was a hard time. I, I will tell you, it, it, I was struggling just doing what I was doing. It, it was, it was a, a time in my life where uh, probably battling with some depression, pro- probably battling all sorts of things. And I came upon this book called Restoring Your Spiritual Passion by a guy named Gordon McDonald. And, and, and there are two chapters in there. And what Gordon McDonald's does, he has five classifications of people. And he says, there are some of these people that you need in your life and some of those that you don't. And, and can, can I tell you what it basically came down to? He said, either you got the fountains in your life or you got the drains in your life. And, and when, he, when he talked about that, he actually gave me permission through that book to, for me to look at the friends that were in my life, that circle of trust. And what I saw was there were more drains than fountains. And I tell you, that book saved my ministry. Why? Because it taught me sometimes you got to deal with the drain. So the, the third truth that I want you to hear this morning is sometimes you have to unfollow people in real life. Sometimes you have to unfollow people in real life. Everybody's on social media. And, you know, the greatest thing about social media, when somebody kind of begins to be foolish or stupid, you can unfollow them. It's simple with the click of a mouse, isn't it? It's not quite that simple in life. But, you know, this is what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, the, 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 the fourth chapter in verse 14, he says, Alexander, the metal worker, did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You, too, should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. You know what Paul just gave Timothy do, uh, a permission to do? He gave him permission to unfollow that guy. He says, you don't need him there. He's a drain. He's going to suck the life out of you. So, so what you've got to do is push him out of the inner circle. You don't need him there. Now, can I tell you, it's not easy, but sometimes we have to do that. When we look at our lives and, and we see that the life is being sucked out of us, it's time for us to push those people out of our inner circle so that we can begin to put fountains in there that will give us life. 
Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't mean you cut them off and you walk away. What it means is this, is that you don't let them into that close association that, that's going to shape how you think and live. What it means is you're going to begin to pray for them, and you're going to begin to pray that you can be a more, more influence to them than they are to you. And, and, and this is the question you're always asking. Are they influencing you, or are you influencing them? I've given you three truths that are really important about dealing with friendships. Number one, we choose them wisely. Number two, we monitor to make sure that we're not having a life sucked out of us. And number three, sometimes you've got to push people away. You've got to unfollow them. Now, what I want to do is we're going to jump in 2 Timothy in a big way, and we're going to look at three examples of the type of people that we need to have in our lives. We're going to look at three examples of, of, of people that we need to have in our lives. And this is what I want you to hear here, is that you have to find... And invest in friends. You have to find them. That's intentionally looking for them. You're going to make that adjustment to find those people that will help you. And then you invest in them. Because friendships just don't happen. You've got to invest time and energy to make them work. So I'm going to give you three pretty simple things that you need in your life. The first one is you need to find and invest in friends who add value to your life. These are the ones that add value to your life. They are the fountains, okay? They are the fountains, and, and, and they, they bring encouragement to you. They, 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 they bring energy to you. They challenge you. When they are in your lives, you have that value that is added. I, I want you to see what it says in, in 2 Timothy, the first chapter in verse 5. It says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. This is Paul to Timothy. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Can I tell you what was going on? His grandmother and his mother added value to his life by sharing their faith. That's eternal value. Every single one of us need people in our lives that will add value to our lives. We need those people that, that, that bring energy to us. We need those people that encourage us. We need those people that challenge us. We need those people that come to us and they strengthen us in so many ways. They add value. Can, can I tell you who does that for me? We have an incredible life group. I know I've talked about them before, but you know what they do? They pray, they encourage, they teach me about God's word and about his grace. And when I walk away from there, you know what I have? I have a higher level of self-worth. That's why we're doing Group Link next week. Uh, the reason that we're doing Group Link is because every single person in this church needs to be a part of a life group because they add value. And we need that because the world that we live in is so very hard. Now, can I tell you, not only do you need somebody that adds value to your life, but what you need to do is being adding value to somebody else's life. So people are going to pour into you. It's going to overflow and go into other, people, other people's lives. And if we will grasp a hold of that in our lives and begin to have those people that add value, you know what? We'll begin to let that pour out into others' lives. It's that simple. Okay, so we, we add value, and it's pretty simple stuff. It, it might be a note that you send to somebody. It, it, might, it might be a text or, or an email just to encourage them and help them. It might be through teaching somebody. Uh, one of the men that has added value to my life was my scoutmaster back when I was a kid. He taught me so many things about life. And to think you could do that right here in our next-gen ministries. You could, be, you could be pouring into young people's lives and adding value. And I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. They're going to add value to your life because they're going to give you purpose. 
And, and, and that's so very important. Sometimes it's just, it's just sitting down with somebody and having a meal. I had a meal with a friend this week, and it was such an add value to my life. It was such an encouragement to me. It's that simple. You add value. You add value to people. So the second type of person that you need in your life that you need to find and invest in is that person that ignites your passion. You, you want to find and invest people who ignite your passion, who ignite you. I mean, this is a person that gets you going, that gives you the energy to keep on going. I say it this way. This is the person that cranks your tractor, okay? I mean, he, he gets you moving. And, and Paul talks about this in... in, in um, Second uh, Timothy in, in the first chapter. And this is what he says. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, he was in Rome, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. Can I tell you what this, you, this guy did for, for Paul? He cranked his tractor. He brought a passion. You can hear it as you, you look at that. He, he, he wants him there because he gives him that energy. We all need that. We all need that. Let me tell you who, 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 who brings passion to me. People that are hungry for God's word bring passion to me. I had a young man when I was a youth minister, and he would come by my office and he'd say, Mike, can you teach me how to pray? I don't know how to pray. We would get down on our knees in the office and we would pray sometimes for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. I don't know if I taught him how to pray, but I tell you what, we saw some things happen because we went to God. Uh, that when somebody comes to me, and, I, and I, I've had this throughout ministry, and they say, I want to learn something more about Jesus than what I'm hearing on Sunday morning. I, I want to get, and that, that absolutely cranks my tractor. I'm just going to tell you, it gets me going. It gets me excited. Second thing that ignites uh, my passion, I will tell you, is being around passionate people. Being around passionate people. I tell you, I, I love it when Clint leads worship. Because have you noticed he gets a little passionate? Have you all noticed that? A couple of weeks ago, I don't know what was in him, maybe too much coffee, but he kind of pushed the guitar aside and, and, and he grabs the mic and he's up here. And I thought he was going to jump in my lap, okay? But can I tell you what? That absolutely ignites my passion is to be around passionate people. When I was a freshman in college, I determined that I was not going to take Greek because it was extremely hard. I watched these guys and they just had their, their, their noses in books and I said, I don't want any part of that. It's too hard. But my second semester as a freshman, there was this professor and he was passionate about God's word and he was passionate about the original languages and he got me fired up. He'd talk about a word and he would say, do you see what's there and he would he, he would just be so excited with it and, and then and then this is a, this is what I did I signed up for Greek and it was the hardest class I've ever taken my brother-in-law has his PhD and he says it was the hardest class that he's ever taken but I've been most blessed because of that let me tell you who, who else cranks my tractor who else brings passion in my life it is people that persevere and endure People that persevere and endure. 
Can I tell you what? Some of you all have blessed me and ignited my passion. I've watched as you battled cancer. I've watched as you battled other illnesses. I've watched as you battled financial ruin. I've watched as you, you, you've dealt with family issues and addictions, and I've seen you overcome. And when I see the victory that comes in people's lives, can I tell you what? That absolutely fires me up because I know when something hard comes at me that my God can deliver anybody, and he will deliver anybody if we will just stay with him. And that ignites my passion. So, you know, we got those friends that add value. We got those that ignite passion. And then the third people that we need in our life are those who will come alongside of us. Come alongside of us. These are the people that are there through the good times and the bad times. And in richer and in poorer and in sickness and in health. Uh, and and that, that's my wife, okay? But that's who you need around you. So, so I want you to see what, what it says in, in 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. And, and this is what he says. Only Luke is with me. You can kind of tell that, that Paul needs somebody with him. He says, get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. Only Luke is with me, but I need somebody else just to be right there beside of me. We all need people that are coming along beside of us. I'm going to tell you what, you guys may not realize this, but here at Northridge, we are a blessed church. I'm going to tell you why you're blessed, because of the incredible team that leads this church. We have elders and we have staff that are just incredible. They come alongside, they, they help us do what we need to get done, and God is using it in an amazing way. This week, you all know it's the 21 days of prayer, okay? So you'll, you'll, you'll see this in just a second. It's 21 days of prayer. And this week we had two staff children that went to the ER over at the children's hospital, okay? That, that's part of the 21 days of prayer because when we begin to pray, Satan attacks. But I want to tell you what happened. I saw the staff come alongside those two families and minister and help them. That's what I'm talking about here is people that come beside us and are just there and help us get through it. It's that simple. My, my brother-in-law used to do something with me. I, I did this for five Thanksgivings, and I probably need to have my head examined. For five Thanksgivings, I ran in the Atlanta half marathon, 13, over 13 miles. So I, for five years, my brother-in-law is a good runner. He placed in the top 10 in the Atlanta marathon, but he would come beside me and encourage me and just be there. And I will tell you what, because of that, I finished. Because of that, I ran faster. Because of that, I enjoyed it more. We all need those that are just there with us. Back in February, we took a, a group of guys down to Haiti. We had an incredible time. I, I mean, it, it really was an incredible time. And, and you'll see the picture up there. And, and, and so we had this group of guys there in Haiti. And I want you to tell you what I found in Haiti. I want you to understand what I found in Haiti. In fact, if you want to find this, we're going to do this in March of this year. And, and, and Trey Austin is leading that trip. And we've got information about that day. But let me tell you what I found in Haiti. I found guys that added value to my life. As I was there with those, with those men, and this time we're taking ladies, so, so you, you ladies can sign up. But when I was there with those men, I, I heard them pray. I, I saw them interested in, in missions and doing what God would want them to do. And it brought value to my life as I, I was with them. It, it, it encouraged me. It made my self-worth go up because I saw who they were. But, but then there was also, the, the, they ignited a passion in me. I, I, I want to tell you, they ignited a passion. I saw some of these guys get so passionate about the children. We had this one guy on the trip, and he, and he had a really bad knee, and he just kind of uh, stumbled around. He was in pain, and, and he's gotten a new knee since then, but he was so very passionate. He was so very passionate about what? 
about missions and about seeing people come to Jesus Christ. He was so passionate, he learned some of the language so he could talk to them. Now, in case you don't know, I'm talking about Pastor Tim. But that passion is infectious. And it ignited a passion in me. And then there were those that were just there, that we walked together down dusty roads. We crammed into the back of pickup trucks. And I just want you to understand that that's what happens when we come together in things like life groups and things like mission trips and things like serving together is that we intentionally choose our friends and they will help us move closer to Jesus. I want to tell you about three opportunities. Three opportunities. The first one is the well. The well is where I can intentionally connect with people who help me find a better way of doing life. That's what we're looking for. Sometimes we get stuck in life and sometimes we need somebody to come along beside us. And the well is that. It's going to start on Wednesday night, September 6th. You can sign up for it out in the foyer. The second thing I want to tell you about is, is group link. And group link is where I can intentionally connect with people who will help me move closer to Christ. Okay, that happens next Sunday night at 6.30. You can sign up out in the foyer. And there's one more. It's not on your sheet, but you can write it there. And if you're a college student, you need to know about this. It's kudzu. And kudzu is where you can intentionally connect with other college students that will help you move closer to Christ. Because the number one decision you need to make is who you're going to hang out with. The number one decision you need to make is who you're going to hang out with while you're in college. It will either determine that you are, are, are going to succeed or you're going to fail. Three decisions. Now, can I tell you what word was in all those? Intentional, because you don't want any accidents here. Choose your friends wisely and choose the right ones, and God will be honored. Will you pray with me? Father, we are... Um, mindful of your word we are mindful of what it says about this and father right now we just pray that you will come and work in us convict us convict us father if there are friends in our lives that are pulling us away help us to hear your voice right now father help us to choose wisely we pray this in jesus name Thanks for listening to this message. If you'd like to find out more about Northridge, visit our website at northridgechristian.com. If you'd like to stay connected throughout the week, download our ChurchLink app today for your iOS or Android device.